Welcome to episode 113. You get me plus safety and an invitation. Woman Awake is a soul-led journey of awakening through motherhood and womanhood. Woman Awake explores the soul-based, spirit-fueled, somatic and energetic journey of awakening, of consciousness. The power of an awakened woman lives in her life alignment, her inner attunement and her embodied transformation. This is not just my journey, but it is ours and together we seek to free our mind, feel our body, feed our soul and to hear our heart. As women, as mamas, we seek clarity, we embrace the truth, we dive into the discomfort of our shadows, we honor our healing and we be fully with our humanness whilst also being in our divinity too. Hey beautiful ones, welcome back to the latest episode of Woman Awake. I am teeing up lots of exciting interviews and conversations with incredible people, but for this week you have me once again, which is all good. So I'm going to dive straight in. I'm going to be talking to you about a couple of different things that will all weave together. So bear with me and hopefully it all lands for you in your heart. So it was early last week that I had the pleasure of teaching yoga to a private group up here on the coast. My beautiful friend and fellow inspiring entrepreneur, Lorraine Murphy, was taking her private mastermind group. I think I got that right. I think it was a mastermind group or longtime mentees, I think, to a private retreat up here. And I've done this for her before where I get the absolute pleasure of being with this intimate group of women for a private practice and yoga and breath session in the morning. So I don't do these private experiences that often. There's enough in my world and on my plate. But when I do, I'm always met with this really interesting push-pull sensation. And that is the tug of tension between sharing all of what and who I am with this group of people and yet measuring it and drip-feeding it and tailoring it to, to this group or any group like this in a way that I know will be fully received. You know, sometimes you have to be mindful of not going right into the depths of what you do and how you do it because you can miss people when you do that. Truthfully, I never quite know what to expect when I'm in these private group sessions, when I'm called upon a, a corporate setting, for example, or a private intimate experience. I don't quite know what I'm going to expect because these people are all new to me relatively. I often question how are they going to feel when I start with an unusual breathwork practice or talk to them about their womb center, for example, or have them working with energy and doing bizarre practices to unscramble their brain and work with meridians. And I probably shouldn't ever question it because every single time I'm shown that women, all women, all people or humans at this time are so much more open and ready for this stuff. And particularly when a woman is invited home into her body, there is an inner spark that's lit. There is a curiosity that's awakened and even a remembering, if I could go so far. By the end of the sessions, someone inevitably always asks me, Claire, do you know where I can find someone in my area who teaches what you teach who does what you do, like you do it. Which is usually met with me, there's like this sucking of air moment. I kind of go, oh, 
lot of sighing and apologizing because the answer is I don't know. I don't really know where to send them. Here's the thing. I do actually know where to send you for Kundalini. I do know who could hold you through womb yoga. And I know precisely where you can go for yin yoga, for example, or how to find breathwork teachers. But what I can't show you and offer you is someone like me who weaves all of that together. I'm sure they're out there. If you're one of those, can you touch base with me, please? I, I don't really know many people who intuitively blend all of their experiences and learnings and teachings and who offers it from the heart and offers it from their 15 plus years of self-exploration. That's my unique signature. And I, as I'm saying this out loud, I'm like, gosh, this sounds so condescending and conceited and wanky. And that's not at all what I'm trying to get across here. But I know that when I'm being asked that question, they're specifically asking for my signature. We all have our own unique essence. We all have our own unique way of creating and offering and serving. And my essence in a nutshell is a co-creation of many learnings and lessons and elements that are unique to my soul and my journey and all that I have remembered and acquired and accumulated over the years. So if you've been here a while, by the way, if you're new, hi, welcome. It's so beautiful to have you here. But if you're new here, or maybe if you've been here for a while, maybe you'll know that I've grappled with this element of myself, the way that I learn and co-create and tailor and mash up and blend and rewrite and take teachings and practices and guidance and kind of mush it all up together make it my own. I've grappled with that. That's been labelled as a problem for me before in the past. I used to think that I should just be one thing, one thing that I offer and become an expert at. However, I'm now at a place where I can fully own that when you work with me, you actually get me, not the tool or that modality or that piece of wisdom or that learning. You get me. Yes, my bag is full of magic tricks. Yes, I have accumulated and learned many different modalities, but it's actually me and the way that I hold space and midwife and teach and how I interpret and use in my own way those bag of tricks. You get me, and that is the one who intuits the room, the one that reads the energy of each individual, the one that tailors the experience to create cohesion, the one that allows her own intuitive higher self to move through and work through that space, the one that is intent on coherence and bringing out your own medicine and helping you access your own inner guru. So all that bragging aside, <laughs> I hope that you can feel that that's not what I'm trying to do here, but all of that bragging aside, here is where I want to bring you into this. None of this, of this being what I've just spoken about, is actually possible without your participation. There is a dance that we do together. It's one thing for me to highlight how far I've come in owning my incredibly unique layered and medicinal ways. Just so you know, that's not an easy thing to do and I'm getting much better at that. And also, I'm doing this because it's an invitation for you, so stay tuned. But none of that matters without factoring you who you are, what you bring to that space. And that includes your energy, 
your story, your history, your wounds, your life, your trauma, your desires. So deep breath with me. And let me start here by saying one of the most important aspects of being in service to women that I feel and that I believe is safety, is the creation of safety. My beautiful friend, Tara Bliss, if you don't know who she is, please go and connect with her. I had the absolute pleasure of hosting a ceremony for her earlier in the year for her private heartbeat container. I've also held her friends and the emergence of her baby and herself in her blessing way. And Tara says about me that there is a sense of comfort and safety and belonging that I bring and that I create for everyone that sits in circle. Tara says that this is known and felt and it's possible because of the circles that I myself have sat in and received and participated in and welcomed into my whole being. Side note, such beautiful, delicious words to receive from someone I admire and love so much. So let me unpack that a little bit because it is an element of my own, own journey that has unfolded in two parts. And it's an element, the element of safety, that I've had to really come to understand for myself and then, of course, as a facilitator. Now, the experience of sitting in enough spaces, as Tara has mentioned, has provided me with a real and potent felt sense experience of safety in my body and in my heart. And this is created by the guide or the facilitator or the teacher. And I'm grateful for every single one of those. However, there is a flip side to that. And that is that I've also experienced the opposite. I've sat in spaces and places where there has been an absolute undeniable lack of safety, a disregard for the individual, their trauma, a disregard for setting space appropriately, for containing energy, for managing the group and their expectations, and of course, the closing of a space as well. In addition to the dumping of the facilitator's own feelings and thoughts and uh, unhealed wounds, all of it, I've experienced all of it. So let me get clear here. Safety is not really something that you can simply say. You cannot just say, whether it's to your child or your partner or as a guide in a circle or a space, or even as a teacher, you cannot just announce and expect that to be enough. It's not. It's not enough. I'm going to make that really clear. It's just not. You can say it definitely, but safety has to be felt by the individual, has to be felt. And this is done by demonstration. This is done by modeling it, by embodying it. It's how you show it. You hold the energy intentionally to let people know and to let them feel the depth of your integrity and how much you value safety by what you say, but also what you do, by the invitations and the options that you provide, by the way that you engage, by your expectations, by the boundaries that you set. I cringe when I remember being at workshops and events in the past and being told, for example, to touch another student in partner work rather than being invited to 
and lovingly seen through awkwardness or discomfort, it should always be an invitation. I even cringe when I remember teaching yoga classes myself and perhaps barking orders. I hesitate at the word barking because I'm not a barking type, but you know, to instruct in a way that didn't provide uh, options. I remember seeing people, for example, during Shavasana with their eyes open staring at the ceiling and feeling inner frustration. Why are their eyes open? Don't they know it's time to rest? They're not doing it right. Only to discover years later that actually maybe that's the way that they feel safest in that space. Actually, maybe for that person closing their eyes right now in this moment feels incredibly scary and triggering. So it's also not to say that a guide or practitioner or a teacher is to spend an entire event or session tiptoeing around every single person's needs, fears, worries, and concerns. No, of course, it's not possible, but we're not supposed to pander. We're not supposed to pander to everybody because some people really aren't ready to meet their edge. But some people, you can sense and intuit that they are ready to meet, meet their edge. And they will. Most people will willingly embark on something unusual or meet their edge or step out of their comfort zone if they are invited to, if they are given options, if they are provided a safe landing place, if they are provided ways to ease in, if their awkwardness and discomfort is recognized in a really safe way. As an example, I've been in circles before when somebody has gone around the room and, and insisted that an individual speak up and share or has expected everybody to nod along and agree that something feels really uncomfortable and awkward. So all of that said, two pieces of this podcast that I've shared with you before about who I am, where I am in my journey, and bringing you, me, all of me, and the conglomeration of my life experience and my learnings. And the story of safety and how important it is to bring safety is. This is an invitation to you to question how important safety is for your growth and learning and healing, but also simply for your daily embodied experience within life. And to ensure that safety is something that you always demand and do not take anything less of. But also to look at the person that you're working with, be it in a one-on-one -on -one container, be it a group container that you're entering, a workshop, an event, and also question who is this person? What are they bringing to the table? Not just what, what's in their toolkit, because that's also important, but who are they and is there a resonance there? When seeking to work with and engage with someone, please look at what that person can offer you. The bag of tricks, like I said, the frequency that they hold, the soul resonance that you feel, can they hold me? Do they value safety? Ask that question. Ask those questions. Are they prepared to bring safety and love into my world? Are they ready to meet me and invite all of me in? Are they trained in safety and space holding? Not just are they trained in XYZ magical bag of tricks. So I recently had an experience of this firsthand, and I want to share this really private and personal story. My husband and I have embarked on couples therapy 
for no other major reason other than we're 15 years into a relationship, two kids deep, and we're two individuals who have changed in so many powerful, beautiful ways. And I value longevity and I value uh, relationship and I value the future that we're hurtling towards. And I can also see how we weren't born knowing how to relate and move through different experiences in life as a partnership. So we constantly have to tweak and reassess and adjust and come together. So in a recent session being held so beautifully by our therapist, I accessed quite unexpectedly the very deep felt sense emotions and traumatic memories of abandonment. Not actual memories coming in the form of vision, but just a knowing in my body. The floodgates opened, guttural cries, childlike sobs. It all emerged from such a deep place. Our therapist actually paused in the middle of my release to say, Claire, continue to allow this as you are, but do take note of where this is coming from because it was so deep. So I'm sharing this story to highlight something to you. How beautiful this space had been set. I knew it was a safe space to go there, otherwise I never would have, because of the energy and the presence and the attention of our therapist who was holding all of that, but also the energy, the presence and the attention that our therapist was ensuring that my husband was holding too. There was no sugarcoating, there was no pandering. He knew that I could meet that edge. Perhaps that's years of self-work, perhaps that's just an intuitive feeling that this therapist has. In fact, my therapist did gently encourage me to open my eyes and go deeper and to be with my pain eye-to-eye, face-to-face with my husband, which was actually the most healing part. Now, this could have easily been a situation that escalated into a trauma response, which can sometimes happen when we access through the body a score. The body keeps the score, a core wound that was embedded many moons ago, and we're talking childhood here. However, instead of it being traumatic, there wasn't a trauma response as he highlighted so beautifully to me. It was actually deeply liberating because of the space being held. It was potent, it was needed, and it was worth it. I went there. I do know how to go there. I do know how to go deep. But mostly I went there because it was safe. And it was clear to all of me, to everyone in that circle, that all of me was welcome. So I'm going to remind you again, when you seek to work with somebody and engage with somebody in any way that is, please look at what that person can offer. Please look at their credentials. Please look at their magical bag of tricks. See if that resonates with where you're at. But look at the frequency they hold. Look at the soul resonance. Ask, can they hold me? Can they bring safety? Are they trained in that? Are they ready to meet all of me and invite all of me in? I hope that whether you are a practitioner or a healer or a mum or a teacher or anybody just waking up in the world, that there's a message here for you that has landed. And let me allow this to be the final invitation. As you may be aware, maybe you're not, but the temple space doors are still open. They will close on Sunday the 15th of May when we commence the first of our divine experiences together. And this is my invitation to call you in. Come join us to experience twice monthly gatherings that are steeped in ceremony and ritual and healing and holding and homecoming. 
I know that if you join, you are not only coming for the womb yoga and the ancient Winston practices and the Kundalini and the Tantra and the breathwork and the EFT and more. I know that you're coming for that to some degree, but you're also coming to experience the way that I deliver it in my own unique signature. The frequency that exists between you and I is what will make magic. You and I, we vibrate on a similar plane. We are resonant, which is why I know if you are a clear and sacred and sacral yes, it's because we are meant to pray and commune together inside the temple space, to go deep, to be in reverence and to play to have intention and lightness. So the link to join is, of course, in the show notes. The Temple Space doors are open. They will close after this Sunday and will not reopen again until June for a few days when I call in the next group of people. So are you ready to walk through and take your place alongside me? That is my invitation to you. Thank you so much for tuning in. It's always such a pleasure to bring my thoughts and musings and to chew the fat with you and I really appreciate you holding space for me I feel it as I'm recording and I hope to be able to connect deeper with you and to work with you in a much more intimate way thank you for listening to Woman Awake if you found this episode supportive please subscribe and leave a 5 star review on iTunes This is the best way to cheer me on and ensure that Woman Awake lands in the hearts and ears of those that need it most. If you think of someone that needs this medicine, please do me a favor and share this on. You can find me over at clarabade.com slash podcast. Thank you for being a part of this journey of awakening.